SEO or search engine optimization is this magic elixir of an ingredient that you can play with your website. You can do these things to make yourself go up the search engine results and then customers will come to you. They'll be knocking on your door. They'll be sending emails. They'll be arriving at your place and it can build your business. It's this thing that if you get right, is the promised land of business coming to you. But how do you do it? Why is it so difficult? Why do people charge so much to help you with it? How do you actually get to use SEO? Welcome to Alan's Experiments in SEO. The extraordinary belongs to those that create it. Rebelling against business plans and debt, rebelling against what society expects of us to build cool businesses, make money, have fun and do good. Let's create something extraordinary together. Welcome to The Rebel Entrepreneur. So welcome to a slightly different episode of the Rebel Entrepreneur podcast, all about search engine optimization. Now, I've had a long history with search engine optimization and some good results, some bad results, some mixed results. I've never really managed to conquer it for Rebel Business School. We did in some ways. So before we were called Rebel Business School, we were called Pop-Up Business School. And we managed to make that website and our social media. Like if you searched for Pop-Up Business School, we were the only thing that showed up. Rebel Business School, we're now actually pretty good at all. So if I search right now, Rebel Business School on Google, the first thing that comes up is the rebelschool.com, uh, comes up our Facebook page, our Twitter page, our LinkedIn page, three of our YouTube videos. Uh, the New Zealand franchise comes in there, which is awesome. Good work, Tony from New Zealand turning up there. Uh, Instagram, our YouTube channel. So we're, like, we're doing well with those terms. But this is always the thing that I said to people. People set up their business they get awfully excited about search engine optimization. They're like, right, I'm going to show up for my company name, which is actually a really good thing to do. And it's one of the best things you can do in terms of protecting your brand is to be number one in Google for that name. So that if anyone else searches for that name, they'll see your business and realize it's already taken it. But it's never really going to help you to win business because the people would search for your company name are the ones who already know you. So it's not going to bring in new business. But it is exciting to do that project to make sure you show up for your name and getting all that sorted. And it is a fascinating experiment to do. But the real power of search engine optimization is when you get customers coming to you that are actively searching on Google for what you supply. So I guess for Rebel Business School, it would be things like, how do you start a business? How do you start? I don't know. How do you start a business without debt? How do you build this? How do you build that? What do you do? Uh, business startup advice, guide to starting a business. There's lots of things people would search for that we would want to show up for. And the idea is that there are always 
millions of people on Google searching for solutions to their problems that you could supply them. But you've got to show up for those things. Now, if you type into Google how to start up, how to do a startup, how to start a startup, whatever it is, or how to start a startup course, um, you do that as actually the first four are adverts. And then you've got how to build a startup, an Udacity free course, how to start a startup from Stanford University, uh, startup class. There's lots of, there's a Coursera class. There's lots of classes on there that are already on there. Rebel Business School doesn't show up anywhere on there. And it would also be quite difficult to compete with places like Stanford because they have a, an entire, yeah, they have a lot of, what's the word Google would say? Relevance and authority in their space. But that's the idea behind this whole thing is you work out what your customers would be searching for. Uh, you work to create content that would answer those questions. And then you work over the years to show up in Google so that customers come to you. And I've been fascinated by this. I've run courses in it. I can do it at a very local level. So if you were an accountant in Reading, Berkshire, like we have worked with people who've done this and they can create their website, create their Google Maps listing for accountant Reading and show up. And actually as a very small hyper-local business with a local address, it's actually easier to show up on Google Maps as a Google My Business location than it is to show up in the organic search results. But it might be both. And we actually have uh, our accountants. Her name is Emma May. She's fabulous. She runs Millwood May. And they're based in Wokingham. And that was their first taste of business coming to them was if you type in accountant Wokingham, which I'm doing now into my laptop, there's a couple of ads at the stop. So you've got David Howard accountants, accounting quotes. Then you've got the maps. And when you put a, a tag in there with a town name or something like that, the maps are what comes up first. And Millwood, Millwood May & Co. is the number one that shows up in the maps. And they're also the number one that shows up in the organic listings. Now, that's actually incredible work on their behalf and I know that is worth a, a lead every other day sometimes more sometimes less and it's been a fabulous way for Emma to build her business and she is a fabulous accountant now you do that by creating the Google listing and you've heard us talk through that on the Christina coaching series and when Henry came on and did the beginner's guide to SEO like the local stuff is really good I've never managed to fix the more national, broader things where you actually show up for a term. And I wanted to do an experiment for that. And uh, when I first launched my website, alandonegan.com, about three years ago, uh, I was blogging about business and experiments and ideas. And at that time, there was another Alan Donegan who showed up when you Googled my name. Da, da, da. He was uh, a comedian. Well, he is a comedian. I'm, I'm pretty sure he's still alive. Uh, he's just not alive on Google anymore. 
Um, but uh, he showed up in the top results in a few places. And I was like, this isn't good. If people are searching for me, I want them to be able to find me, not the other Alan Donegans out there. So I did an experiment. You can read about this on my blog if you're interested. One of the earlier blogs is about search engine optimization and what I did. And I went through and did the keywords. I did the titles on my page. I added photos that the file name of the photo was Alan Donegan. The caption said Alan Donegan doing this and the alt text said Alan Donegan. And I worked really hard at these different things to make my website move up those rankings. And within a couple of months, lo and behold, Alan Donegan's blog is at the top. And I've just done uh, in private search in Google. And my website comes up first, which I'm really proud of, alandonegan.com. And then it's got the little separated pages, blogs, start here, Rebel Entrepreneur podcast and about Alan, um, which I'm really proud of. And then you've got my LinkedIn page, my Twitter page, my Facebook page. You've got videos with me in it. You've got my Instagram page, which is not good. God, it's so out of date. It says I still work at the pop-up business school. Don't tell Jack at the team. He'd be very upset to see that on the web. Um, <laughs> then it's interesting. It shows related searches. That's interesting what people have been searching about me. So the related searches are Alan Donegan net worth. So they've been searching to see how much I'm worth. Alan Donegan Vanguard, LinkedIn, podcast, Twitter, Fire, Rebel Entrepreneur, Alan Donegan, Rebel Finance School. They've been searching for these things. So that's what I show up for. And if I click on images, <laughs> it's quite interesting because I think, yeah, the first however many photos are of me. And if you're interested, you can see the comedian Alan Donegan. He's like picture number 20 down there on his comedy CV. Uh, there's also a poetic justice one of Alan Donegan in the Daily Echo, who got convicted of speeding, I think, and doing some bad stuff. But mostly the pictures are of me. And I've done that through labeling my photos and doing all these different bits. And it's fascinating. So SEO is working on that front. But I wanted more. How do I make sure my website shows up so that people are searching for, let's say, the financial independence community in the UK and they find my guides to fire or my guides to investing or something like that? And I wanted to, to grow my presence so I could help more people and grow the presence of the podcast and all of those sort of things so we can find sponsors, brings in the money to do the production, all of those sorts of things. And I wanted to do that. And very recently, I did an experiment. And you know I love a good mini experiment. And my mini experiment was I found someone on People Per Hour to do uh, an SEO review of my website and then to help me choose keywords. And then they were going to do a whole process to set my website up for success. So I hired them. It was 190 bucks for the first month or 150 pounds. And I thought, let's have a test. Let's see what happens. So they send me a mini review. They say my website's not very fast, which it's not. It needs some work in different places. Uh, I'm a bit lazy. I don't optimize my pictures before putting them up and do any of that stuff. I just get it up there. And I know Henry would be cracking the whip saying I need to improve that stuff. Um, but I just get excited about creating the content. And actually, I believe that's where my value is. And it's an interesting question. Where's your most valuable 
valuable time spent in your business. And I think for me, it's creating the content for people. So they did this review, they told me what it was, and then they helped me to start searching for keywords. And the first thing they said to me was this Excel spreadsheet, which I started to look at with Katie going, what do we want to show up for? And they had these bunch of words. And I suggested a bunch of words to them and they'd come back to me and go, we've done all this research, here it is. And I was looking at it and I was a bit confused because it said number of websites that refer to those terms. And I'm thinking, why would I want to show up for the number, like, why am I choosing number of websites to show up for? I was very confused. So we had a bit of back and forth about this, about what happens, what was going on, and like, why are they doing this? And they had like, Global Index Fund UK, which I don't know how many people are searching for that. They had FIRE, financial independence. That's like a global term. Personal Finance Course UK. Uh, they had financial independence in UK. And I was like, okay. And then we started to realize, like, they just listed the number of sites that show up for it. And I'm thinking, you've basically just listed the competition. Like, who cares how many sites show up for a term? What we care about is anyone actually searching for it. And I think I then started to go through this and check. I went on Google Trends and I looked to see, is anyone actually searching for this? So we had Fire Financial Independence and we had Personal Finance Course UK. And there's so many websites that refer to those terms. But according to Google, no one is searching for it. So I got a bit confused. <laughs> so I went back to these people and said, this doesn't make sense. Why would I show up for the most competitive keywords that people aren't searching for? This seems bizarre to me. We had a bit of back and forth and they said they'd come up with a second list, which then they sent back the second list. And this second list, you start to look at it and I'm looking at it and it goes, okay, now it tells me search volume. How many people are searching for it? They didn't write like whether that was monthly or not. They just put search volume, google.co.uk and relevancy. And they've got financial independence, retire early. 1,300 people are searching for it. How to retire early UK, 720 people are searching for it. And I go down the list and number seven is pop-up business school. And I'm thinking... And it does say 90 people are searching for it. But I'm thinking, why would I want to show up for my personal website for Pop-Up Business School, which is the name of my business two years ago? It's not even the current name of my business. So I messaged them and say, like, where did you come up with this list? Doesn't seem like you've done anything. And they said they went on the Google uh, AdWords tool. And this was just the list of words Google suggested. So they'd done no thinking about it. And I messaged going, like, what are you on about? Like, why are you suggesting me I should show up to my own old business name? And they came back and said, well, like, we've done the best we can. It's over to you now. <laughs> and I felt quite ditched. I felt quite left at that point. So I asked for a refund. I filled out the refund and the, looked up the terms and conditions as to why I wanted it through people per hour. And they gave me the refund for it. And I was left a bit lost, left a bit lost. Um, and it's fascinating. Like, I thought I could just hire someone and have a go. 
but it didn't go well. So the next episode you will hear on the show after this one is with Farsad and he comes on the show and he does a brilliant job of helping us decide whether SEO is right for your business. And listen to that episode. It is fascinating. It's really interesting. He speaks very quickly. He's got a huge amount of depth of knowledge and information. But I'd have to admit, I felt a bit lost afterwards. Like, (laughs) do I really want to go through this process? And he said one of the main things that Google looks at is link building, and that shows your credibility. How many other sites link back to your site saying you're a great resource? Are they credible links? And you create that web of links around your resources that connects people to you. And the realization was the huge amount of work that goes into that to show up at the top of Google's listings if you're doing it on purpose. I think if you were just building your website and producing great, great content that over the years people will start to link to it, people will start to connect to it, and that will build your credibility and your ref, ref, uh, your relevance but that's not a slow, that's not a quick strategy. That's a very slow strategy. That's not deliberate. That's not actually building it. And what Fazad, Fazad was talking about was very consciously link building, improving your search engine, optimized res- results and moving up the rankings. And I thought, well, this is a huge amount of work, huge amount of work. I want to focus on building the podcast. I want to focus on writing the articles. And I heard him giving me advice that I've given so many entrepreneurs in the past as well. And his advice was spend 20% of your time producing the content and 80% of your time promoting it. (laughs) And I thought, that's great advice. That's what I should do. If I was starting a business and hustling to get up those things, that's exactly what I should do is build that, promote, build links, get the stuff out there, do all of those things. (sighs) And then it left me thinking, where do I want to focus my time in my business and what I'm doing? Where do I want to grow? Which brings me back to, I feel like I'm back at square one. Do I focus my own time on search engine optimizing my own website? Do I go back onto People Per Hour or Upwork or Fiverr or one of those other ones and hire someone to do it? And given my last experience of hiring someone to do it, I'm not particularly excited about that, but maybe I should just have another go. Because you hire the one that says it's the best one on there and uh, they were really poor. Like even I know you don't choose your keywords by the amount of competition you have for them. That just seems crazy. So why am I telling you this big, long story about search engine optimization? I'm telling you because this is something you need to figure out for yourself. You need to figure out if you are going to put the time, the energy and the effort into it yourself to work on getting your website up the rankings for different keywords whether you're going to focus on selling in different ways and maybe you ditch what we would call inbound marketing in that terms. Maybe you focus on just on the Google Maps business because if you're a local business with a hyper-local thing and you, you you are handyman town, you are cake town or area, 
Like, this is a brilliant way to do it for you. But if you're a national business without a geography, well, maybe you decide to start with a geography. Maybe you take over one town at a time. But we need to come up with a strategy for your business to start showing up so customers start to come to you. The purpose of telling you my experiences is this is not always that easy. It takes thought, it takes time, it takes effort, it takes all of these things. And I'm excited over the next couple of months to run some more mini experiments to work out how we're going to grow the business, how I'm going to get more people to visit the website, how I'm going to grow the podcast so we can have more impact on the mission of helping people build businesses without debt and changing the way entrepreneurship taught, how we can do that. And my hope is these mini experiments I run will help you to make progress on your business. So I'm off to ask Henry what my next steps will be on this project. And I will come back to you with a plan for search engine optimization on alandonagan.com that you will be able to apply to your business. Henry, thank you for answering my call for help and welcome to the Rebel Entrepreneur podcast. I'm back. Hello. <laughs> You're back. Uh, and actually, like just to start this off, I've had a reflection over the last week whilst we've been thinking about this of... Farzad in the last interview was giving a, like a really detailed way of getting backlinks, how much work it takes to become one of the major sources on the internet. And actually, I think there's two levels to this because like search engine optimization to show up in your local town as, I don't know, Baker, Reading, uh, like dog grooming, Charleston, whatever it is, can be relatively easy. But to show up for financial independence global is an errand that would take years. So that that kind of, I think the last episode scared me off. And then I did my mini experiment, as I explained in the first half. That scared me off SEO. I knew enough to know they weren't doing a good job because they came to me with a list of the most competitive terms and said we should go for these. And I'm like, that's not, I'm, I'm pretty sure, given my experience, that's not the way to go. Um so, yeah, I've been left in a mess, Henry. Help me help everyone out there to bring this back to, like, what do we actually do? Help us. Help me, Henry. Help me. <laughs> I think the principle that we need to follow and, and everybody actually needs to follow as a, start, as a startup is the KISS principle, which is keep it simple, stupid. <laughs> like, we, if you try and dive too far in, like, SEO can be as difficult as brain surgery or it can be as simple as putting a plaster on and you choose how deep into that you want to go. It is unreasonable as a small business owner to expect you to become an SEO expert. It's just not going to happen. And I think we need to understand that and accept that when we're launching our business and when we're trying to get people to find us. We're never going to be super experts in SEO we're never going to do all of it and it's unrealistic for us to expect ourselves to do that and I think if I learned anything from your experiment in the first half it's that you didn't spend enough Alan 
<laughs> okay. Okay. It, uh, that's a learning. Yeah. Okay. Because I did look and there were some, like, I hired a team in India and there was a British team. And I, like, I'm, I'm sure teams in India are amazing, but £150 a month was where they were pitching it at. And I was like, that's enough for me to dip my toe in. I feel like I could do an experiment with that. So you think the learning is I didn't spend enough, so I got a fairly shoddy work. I, th- I think that's one of them. I think that's one of my learnings. But like, if you wanted global SEO rankings to be through the roof and strategy and all of this thinking, it's going to cost you more like 800, 900 to 1,000 per month, not as a one-off. Like SEO can cost a, yeah, it can Ouch. cost a tremendous amount. That's why I do SEO now. Uh, <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, like SEO is such a mammoth. It can be such a mammoth. And actually what I think we need to do is dial this thing back and look at what we can do very easily as a business owner to just get this thing rolling. And then once we've earned some money, once we know that this is what we want to be doing, once we know that this is the route that's going to get us to where we want to go, then we can spend some money on it. But before we do that, it's hard to know whether it's the right thing. And, you know, I'm, and I'm very much actually speaking from experience from, from the Rebel School because we're only just 10 years in, we're only just looking at SEO as a potential marketing strategy. We've been doing it for a long time. We've been, um, you know, using keywords. We've been trying to guess what our people are searching for. We've been using data to see what our customers are searching for. But we're only just exploring the option of getting an expert in. And we're still not necessarily sure it's the right thing. It takes time. It does take time, which I I have such mixed feelings about this, Henry, because in a way, I've been quite successful. Because if you search Alan Donegan, I've obliterated every other Alan Donegan, including the comedian. I apologise to him, but like, there's no way I'm letting you show up on pay one. Uh, for Rebel Business School, we show up for that. I did pretty well getting us for show up to pop up business school in the early days. And then you took it over and like anyone searched anything to do with our name, they would find us. But they had to know our name and yeah. we never quite got outside that. So people who knew us, heard of us, saw the promotion would Google us and find us. But we never got to the stage where it was like, how do I start a business, UK? And we showed up. And that's kind of the level. Like, I feel like I've got a good breadth of content behind me, Henry, in terms mm. of the podcast, in terms of the blog with financial independence. And I want some of that to start showing up because actually we have some good answers for people about what to do. Um, And that's what I was starting to work on with these mini experiments, the projects, the thinking. And I'd have to say, yeah, I'm feeling a bit scared off, probably like everyone else having listened to the first episode and a half, (laughs) bit scared off and wondering, what do we do? And like, do I really want to dial it back? Because actually we're pretty good at the basics. Uh, Mm. And if, like, if someone was listening to this, Like, I actually had this in a course. The guy was flooring in Swindon. I'm like, cool, I know how to do that. We can go to the Google My Business or the latest equivalent of it because they change the name all the time. We can get you on the maps. Uh, We can put keywords in your site. We can get your customers to leave keywords within the um, 
testimonials. Like I know how to do that. And I know how to get that small business to show up for Swindon, Gloucestershire, local area. I feel like that's actually quite an easy job. So everyone listening to this, if you've got a local business, like, you know what to do. That's what we've got to do. Where it gets confusing is when you start to get a bit bigger, when you start to look at different keywords outside an area where you're not talking about geography. Geography is the easiest way to substantiate keywords. Like, I love that. Um, mm. So, yeah, for everyone listening, I feel like if you've got a geography <laughs> that you can stick in, and actually maybe as I'm talking to you, should I start to do that? Should I start to go for geography like Financial Independence UK, maybe that's too big. Maybe I should go for Financial Independence Basingstoke. But then no one would ever search for that. And I'm mm. I'm, I'm torn. I'm torn, yeah. Henry. Yeah, I get it. Something that I've, I've experimented with before is um, sort of soft launching a business uh, using SEO in all the major towns and cities. So, you know, for example, Financial Support Bristol. Or okay financial independence, New York. And like, you know, some of those you're going to get more competition than others. Um, you know, like New York, Seattle, like some of these huge metropolises are going to have such huge amounts of traffic and huge amounts of competition. But actually, if we can just come up as the the thing in a couple of major places, the rest of it kind of falls with it. So actually you can still, even though you're a global business and we, and we want to be coming up for a global audience there's nothing stopping us having landing pages specifically for different locations okay i like that that reminds me of my wedding photographer who actually did that brilliantly when katie and i googled for it we googled wedding photographer basingstoke and we got taken to a picture, a page with wedding photographer Basingstoke, had pictures of the Basingstoke registry office where we got married, had all the details. Um, and then I like looked at his site and he was actually based in Southampton, which is like an hour and a half drive away. For you Americans, you're thinking an hour and a half drive, that's next door. But for us British, that's like the other end of the country. Um, you drive that far for tacos. What are you talking about? I know. And we're like, I won't drive 12 minutes. What are you talking about? That's another town. Um <laughs> And he actually had a page for Wedding Photography Southampton, Wedding Photography Portsmouth, Wedding Photography Basingstoke. He perfectly built each page. He's optimized it. And he did the he did the stuff. He knew the areas. He knew the bits. He'd done it really well. Uh, and that was actually a very, very smart tactic because we he won us through that tactic. And I know he won a lot of business through doing that. So Google doesn't get annoyed with you for having different landing pages for different towns? No, no. So Google actually like, like, basically the whole purpose of Google is to get as much value to the end user as possible. I think we've said that a couple of times before. So actually, like, as far as Google are concerned, if it means that they're able to push people from one page through to the value, and they're seeing constant patterns of people ending at that one page, finding the value they need, then actually Google are more than happy pushing you through to all of those sort of things. That's why you see some of the biggest companies ever have got multiple Google Maps pins. They're the ones mm. that have got a page for every single topic, for every single thing that you can possibly imagine. So actually, if we came up with um, something like, and, and really what we're talking about here is content. And, and this is actually the, the main strategy I was going to start talking about is it's all about the content. And you've got a huge amount of content on your website. 
and you know loads of us loads of small business owners we've got so much content but it doesn't necessarily behave in the way that we want it to and actually what we want this stuff to do is constantly refer people push people through to the end result because that's what google looks for so if we had 100 pages for financial independence insert town if we had 100 different pages and we cho- we chose the top um I don't know, we, we could be really clever. That's quite exciting because we could choose like the highest uh, earning towns or we could choose the, um, I don't know, like what, what, how would you categorize that? What, what would be your best guess for that? Well, I guess you'd have two different ways, wouldn't you? T- towns in the UK with the most debt mm-hmm. uh, and then how to get out of debt town. And then, yeah, but I don't know if anyone would search for that, which then I'm back to, I'm just making up stuff. Like, I know people yeah. search for Financial Independence London because they're looking for groups, they're looking for stuff, and I could easily write an article that go, here's the groups, here's the information. Um, yeah, th- this is where I then come back to. This gets quite difficult to know the target. Because if, if I was a product business, Henry, I feel like flooring Swindon... I know people are searching for that because they want laminate flooring, wood flooring, et cetera, et cetera. That's what they want to buy. Whereas it gets quite tough when it's a like a an intellectual business, not an intellectual business, that's the wrong word, uh, a content business. Mm. Um, it gets, yeah, can you see my dilemma? I'm not, I'm not being as eloquent as I normally am. You're making me think. <laughs> How dare I? How dare I make you think? It, but this is it. This is this is why this is what the biggest problem with SEO, the biggest challenge with SEO, is that we're always trying to do it for our own business, and it's the hardest business of all. Everyone else's business, really easy. <laughs> Ours, no, not a chance. So, what I think, what do I think? So, like, part of this comes down to knowing your audience, and you know that we talk. You've spoken about that so much over the the podcast episodes anyone that's listened to every episode please can you go back and count how many times alan has said <laughs> no audience? i'd like to know um but you know and, and it again it still does because when we know the audience we then know what sort of things they're going to be searching for we can start to uncover those numbers and then that's the content that we want to do so for example you know a lot of the financial independence um sort of clientele are software engineers you know, that's, that's quite a, a prolific, there's, there's a lot of them. So what we could do is go, okay, what towns in, in the UK or the US have the most software engineers in them? Because then by default, they're the most likely people to be searching or looking for FI. So we could categorize it that way. And then once we get those list of towns and cities and whatever, we then create a landing page for each. And this is something that you could easily outsource. That sounds horrible to do, doesn't it? I don't want to spend my time sit making a hundred different landing pages, but that's something, you know, we could outsource that on Fiverr or whatever. And then all of those pages all point down into one central thing, one piece of content, because really it doesn't matter what town or city you're in. We want you to end up in this one place. And if Google see a lot of people all coming through and flowing to that one page and that's where they're ending the journey. That's what it's looking for because then if they're ending the journey there, that means they're finding value. That's what Google look at. Okay, so they find what they need from that page? Yeah. Otherwise they continue to look. 
So Google doesn't, Google only shows the pages or, or tries to show the most valuable ones because it wants people to get from asking the question to finding the answer as few clicks as possible. Google doesn't get any value from them going back and then to another site and then back and then to another one. So actually the amount of people that end their journey on your content or through your content, that's what we're looking for. Interesting. Okay. So like, let's just break this down for the audience as well, because it's not just all about me, even though I would like it to be. Um, <laughs> let's, if we had a product business, this strategy can be directly applied to a project product business because it's like product town product state and you might have a different landing page for each one of those and the areas around you that you serve that's a good strategy for anyone listening to go for absolutely absolutely so, isn't it just lay it out step by step lay it out step by step what do we actually do because you know i love practicality henry <laughs> step by step tell us what to do i don't want to think for myself just command me Okay, so step one, we need to know the audience. We need to know what they're searching for. So, you know, whether it's a certain type of flooring, maybe it's laminate flooring or hardwood flooring or whatever. Uh, and then we want to create, you know, identify the towns that you want to be showing up in. Because if you're in South Carolina, there's not much point in you coming up in LA. There's not much point in no. you coming up in Washington, the other one, uh, or either actually. But, you know, so what we want is we want to pick the most relevant towns that are nearby. So then we would have hardwood flooring. I should have chosen a state I know the towns in, shouldn't I? <laughs> so, you know, like if you were in centre of Colorado, right, you'd want hardwood Denver, hardwood floor um, Longmont, hardwood floor Fort Collins, like all of that kind of stuff. And we want a landing page for each because Google won't show uh, somebody searching. It won't show the customer a page that's not relevant to them. So if they're in Fort mm. Collins, it's not going to show them Denver. Yes, so then we have it's too a page. far away. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So then we we, sh we have a page, a landing page for each of those, you know, hardwood flooring in Denver. And then all of that will be click here to, to, to get your quote, you know, click here to inquire. That sends them straight through to the same sales page. So all of these 100 pages that we build all point through to the same form. Because then what Google sees, all of these pages all point to one place. People all go to there and all end their journey by submitting that thing. And then what you've done is essentially you've put a, cast a wider net, but still very bespoke, still very niche. It's a wider net across your area. And then that should get you a whole bunch of things. Now, obviously, this isn't instant. This is SEO we're talking about here. This will take weeks and months to have to come into, come into Years, play. yeah. Years. But, um, but what you're starting to get there is that you're starting to find exactly what people are searching for because, like, people don't search very broad terms. They search for the super specific thing. Super specific thing. Like, uh, what was I doing yesterday? Like it's, it's allergy season, everybody. It's allergy season, my favorite. So last night I was in bed on my phone searching for uh, natural remedies for hay fever because I'm that weak that plants take me out. And like, Don't go vegan, Henry. <laughs> no, literally, that would be the worst. So, um, so then Google is only showing me things specific to that. And it's a very specific search, right? But then it only shows me things in London because that's where I am. It's not showing me oh, results okay. from the States. It's not showing me results. Because it from the knows West. through your phone. It's got GPS. It knows where you are. 
exactly. Big Brother is always watching, ladies and gentlemen. Which is actually really frustrating when I'm searching tax laws in Mexico because it brings up all the Mexican pages instead of the UK pages because it knows where I am. <laughs> is, your, is your Spanish not good enough to understand those? Well, my Spanish is good enough to be able to read it, but I don't really... Please take this in the right way. Mexican tax law doesn't affect me. I don't care. I want to know about the UK tax law. That's where I pay tax. Um, but yeah, my computer is telling Google that I'm in Mexico or Colombia or wherever I am. Exactly. So, so like you know, if, if we come back, to, coming back to the to the step by step. So we want to create pages for the locations that you want to be showing up in. And we want to lead all of those landing pages through to the same sales page. So it might be the inquiries or services or whatever. And then when people are ending their journey, so submitting form, closing the web page, making a phone call, like, you know, most people are on their phones. 80% of us are on our phones when we're browsing the internet now. Google know if I click call now on a website and then have a phone conversation. So Google is looking for the end of journey. It's looking for that stuff because then in Google's mind, that's where the value happens because they're finding the answer mm. and they're taking action. So, so it's that, it, it can be that simple. And essentially what we're getting at here is that having a content-led strategy for SEO is the best way to do it. It's absolutely the best way to do it. And in this instance, you know, content is those landing pages, a landing page for each of the locations that we want to try and cover. Cool. Excellent. And then bringing it forward, you'd have the same strategy if it was a service business as well. Yeah, yeah, I would. I would. So, you know, for example, um, if we were uh, an accountant, um, so an accountant, again, that's something that you can do really from anywhere. A lot of people like their accountants to be close by because then they can go there in, tier, uh, in tears when they've got handfuls of receipts that don't have any ink <laughs> on them anymore because they're from eight years ago. Um, but, you know, so let's use accountancy as the thing. It would be exactly the same. You know, we'd want accounting firm in Reading, accounting firm in Berkshire, accounting firm in Basingstoke. And what that would do is it would come up for the people in those towns searching for it. So if I'm in Reading and I'm searching for an accountant, it's going to come up because it's got a page that's relevant and all about the accounting firm from Reading. And then when I go in there and I go, yeah, this sounds good, inquire, again, pass through to the same page where I can go and submit that form or do whatever it is I'm going to do. Okay, love it. The last episode of the podcast was very much about backlinks being critical to all of this stuff. Does Do we need to do that as well as this strategy? Like how much should we be focused on backlinks for each of these pages? Or is it as simple as creating the page that fits the answer and then leaving it to build kudos over the time? Yeah, backlinks are still hugely powerful. Backlinks are one of the still one of the top things that Google look at. So they want to see other websites referring to your business. And again, it's all about that customer journey. Because if, let's say, um, a photography business links down to a web design business, and then it's seeing people completing that journey. So they're going from the web photography through to the web design uh, and then submitting a form or making a phone call, whatever. That's it. So Google are looking at the journey that your customers are taking. Whereas, you know, if a photography business pointed to a local bakery and then the people from the photography business were going, well, why do I need to go to a bakery? And if they click on there and then disappear again and go back, it can actually do the opposite. 
Okay, so it's not so. just about any old backlink. It's yes. about the quality of the backlink and the quality of the site that's linking to you. Yeah, because at the end of the day, Google is still looking at how can I give the most value to this person that is searching. So if they're seeing lots of people coming to your website and completing the journey there or going through to the next bit, that's what it looks for. And something that could, and I think this is something that we could implement for you, Alan, quite simply, is um, something that Google look at now is websites being the authority. Mm -hmm. So um, something that we're implementing on the Rebel School website, you know, we've got hundreds of blogs, loads of course notes, loads of videos, loads of bits of content talking about stuff, you know, so UK tax law, for example, we cover quite a lot my favorite day because we get to talk about spreadsheets um you've changed man you've changed I know, I know do you remember when i had long hair and played the drums how <laughs> times have changed um <laughs> i do that i just have short hair so um like for the rebel school you know we've got hundreds and hundreds of pieces of content and now what we're doing is linking people through to hmrc we're pe- pushing people through to the irs because google know that those are authoritative websites. They know they're legal websites. They know that it's the information, the right information. So actually by Google seeing that we're pushing people through there, like it boosts our SEO because they know that we're quality information. Okay. So it's sort of two part, there's all of this stuff works together. So you've got people from all of the towns and all of the cities that you're choosing to push people from. They're all coming through to your website We've got people coming in from other websites as well. So, you know, there's, if we've got um, another uh, a financial blogger pushing through to your website, Alan, for example, and then on your content, you also push people through to uh, Vanguard where you talk about certain index funds or um, what, are, what are some of the other websites that you would push people through to to find the information? Oh, I regularly link people to Vanguard, to JL Collins, The Simple Path to Wealth, his Google Talk, his website, to Millennial Revolution, to their content. Like I have the list of people that I trust that I go here, mm. read these people, they're great Mr. Money Mustache. Like, here's my articles. There's no point in me recreating what Mr. Money Mustache has done. Like, here's yeah. my thoughts, here's his article to read. Um, so those are the people that I regularly send people to because they are the best. Perfect. So, you know, it it is stuff like that. Google want to see traffic and people going in a positive direction. It wants them, it wants to see people ending their journey at some point. And the closer it can get to getting them there, that's what Google's value is. So it wants people to be able to get to the end of their search fast. So from your website, if they can see loads of people are pointing to you, and then you're pointing them to in whatever direction it is to get to the end of the journey, whether it's the IRS or it's to Halifax to set something up or whether it's to um, Vanguard for a SIP account, you know, they're looking at that going, ah, alandonagan.com gets people, either they end their journey there or it gets people to where they can. So therefore it is valuable and it's worth sending people there because they know it's going to get to where they need to go. Okay. So at the moment, I'm not feeling like I would do much differently to what I'm already doing, which is like writing articles, creating a home of content. But that's the really slow way. And it's definitely mm. not about sales. But then that's like where I'm at in my life. Whereas I think like if I had a specific business, I would follow the geography 
geography mm. foundation i am thinking maybe there's an article on financial independence london uh, that lists out the groups the places uh and then gets people in um mm. but it's challenging isn't it like it's exactly like you said like give me an accountant business give me a flooring business i can help them fix that easily uh on my own one henry i'm like what do i do where do i go how do i how do i even do this always the way look at um mr money mustache's best performing blog ever it's the one that reviews cards and points people to where they can apply for the card okay can you see it's because it's getting people to a destination and where people are clicking and ending a journey and doing that's his best performing one and it's partly that there's always a, other, a whole bunch of other stuff but it's partly that and I think the the big thing that comes with SEO, like you don't watch grass grow. You don't watch paint dry. SEO is exactly the same. You, do, like, you don't do it and then sit and wait for the website users to come in. You sort of do it <laughs> and then you leave and then you do something else. Get and then on you with come active back sales, and, yeah. Yeah, and you know... And, it's really frustrating because I know exa- I know how frustrating it is because the amount of times I've got to this point in research and all that kind of stuff where you get to the 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 articles and and the juice and the podcasts and they always go you just need to get on with it. It's really frustrating because I want there to be this like almighty secret and really unless you're willing to invest invest a lot of cash into getting this SEO train going with somebody full-time thinking about it, full-time working on it, whilst you're running the actual business. Because don't forget, you do have to do that as well. Mm-hmm. Unless you're willing to invest that that money, SEO will not be the main driver of traffic. It's all of the other stuff. It is the sales. It's the active work. That is the thing that gets the most thing. But, what Google, but Google do look at that stuff as massively valuable. So when you do get to the point where you go, I want to level this stuff up now, Google go spot on. Like we already trust this website. It's been here for ages. It's got loads of activity. It's just one of those things. You've inspired a thought. Uh, in the last episode with Fazard talking about SEO, one of the things he talked was about downloading an ebook from his website. Is that an end product, end of journey item like you've been speaking about? Like go to this webpage, download this PDF, then they leave? Is that the kind of page that you would want? Is that because I could I could easily create a mini book on a guide to being FI in the UK that's downloadable on a page and get everyone to link to it? Yeah, if it if it's somewhere that people will go to, take an action and then not need to go anywhere else. That's that's the game. Google like that. Because that's the opposite of pretty much everything I do. Because everything I do, like, you can't learn financial independence in one page. You can't learn how to start a business in one page. It's not go to this page and fill out a form unless you're coming on the course. So I feel like none of my pages do what you're saying, Henry. None of them do. They're like, okay, I've read this page. Now I'm fixed. Like that just doesn't happen in the self-development world, the financial independence world, the start a business world. This is not a thing. Um, Mm. But I can have that if I download this mini guide or this thing or this whatever it is. I could do a landing page that sells a guide, an ebook. Yeah, because if you think, you know, even though people spend a lot of time on your blog, because they'll fi- if they find it in Google, for example, 
they click on alandonagan.com and his post about Vanguard. I can't think of one off the top of my head. And they go in and they sit and read it and they go, that's really interesting. Yes, I'm going to do that. And then they go back anyway because then they'll look at a bunch of other articles if they're looking for a specific yeah. thing. So then in Google's mark, Google's vision, they've gone on and then they've come back because they've still not found the result, the answer. Can you see what I mean? Yeah, so actually, I do. And I'm f- super frustrated because there is no answer. You can't read yes. one article about index investing and then you're fixed. That's not how the game works. Get Google how... on here now, Henry. <laughs> how dare the biggest search engine in the world not understand my specific industry? How dare it? it says okay, so like ever. we've had a... Uh, We've had a good discussion about SEO. I really want to wrap up these two episodes about search engine optimization with like a positive, this is what we need to do. Uh, do you think you can do that for me? Can you summarize, inspire, and motivate us to take action on SEO so that we can actually work on this stuff and make progress? I think so. <laughs> <laughs> let's give it a go and see what happens and maybe if you're listening you can uh, message me afterwards and let me know whether henry's done a good job inspiring us oh god don't tell me <laughs> don't let me know either way i'll just be pleasantly happy being ignorant on my own <laughs> so okay so if i was to inspire you to do this it is do something now and do something quickly and if all you do is create a piece of content a piece of evergreen content something that is always relevant Stick it on your website, give people advice, and give people an end goal. That's it. Give them something to do. Give them a form, give them a download, get people to take action on that page and point people there. Go and tell people, show people how amazing you are, get people to do something, take an action on your web page, because that's what Google look at. If they can if you can show that people are coming through your website to a point and taking an action that's what google look at as valuable and that's what they want to do so there you go ladies and gentlemen friends fellow rebels get people to take action which is actually the end game of all of us is get people to take action on our content and buy something book a consultancy book an appointment that's the game and i think if you're like me you can get obsessed by this stuff sometimes and try and make SEO work. And actually you just need to spend an hour a week doing it and then spend the rest of your time actively selling and gradually build it up over your time. So stay positive, keep going. The extraordinary is rooted in the mundane activity of doing a little bit each and every week makes me want to say Rome wasn't built in a day, but I feel like I should have my own version of that quote, Henry. Basingstoke wasn't amazing Stoke in a day. And there you go, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Basingstoke wasn't amazing Stoke in one day. Thank you very much, Henry Nicholson. Thank you for coming on the show. Ladies and gentlemen, go out there, rebel, take action, make it happen. And thank you for joining us on this crazy journey, building websites, businesses, making money, and having fun. You can have any life you want to. Choose to build something cool. Choose to take action. Choose to work to make your dreams become reality. Stand out. Be different. Be yourself. Be a rebel entrepreneur.